guys, it's Amanda and Barron on Kicking Cancer Cares. Our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. So if you're looking to buy a home or sell a home, or just not really sure where to start, give her a call at 503-409-4389. And please make sure to keep her in your prayers as she's currently going through her own battle. Yep, her cancer came back, so we're definitely yeah, praying for Marianne. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate her support of the show the whole way through. Uh, yeah. I well, admire her. We we ended that last segment talking about this brand loyalty that they're and how they're really scandals are doing to the kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had no idea one point eight billion dollars every year marketing specifically mm-hmm. to this younger age. And I'm sure group. it's gone up. Oh, I'm sure because this book is written in 2016, so mm-hmm. this book's already seven years old. Yeah. Um, I was quite annoyed when I mean it. It does make sense from a business standpoint that you want to figure out what that magic number is. How much sugar can you put in the product? It's just annoying that they're realizing they're using our kids as guinea pigs to figure out what that number is. Yeah. That was really annoying. Very. But then there's one more section I want to touch on in here before we move to the next one. And again, this is uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf that wrote the book. She has a PhD in neuroscience, which is basically how you're brain works mm-hmm. and she like jason she has a master's as a, in diet dietetics dietitian nutrition what I, I have a master's in nutrition okay so and, I do, and business if yeah. you're counting but so <clears throat> hers is either nutrition or dietetics but anyway she has a master's in food okay <laughs> some nature but she says that on a recent re- visit to a children's hospital in texas she found a popular fast food restaurant on the ground floor Alongside multiple vending machines with sodas, chips, and candy. She says, I watched in horror as food-like substances, along with soda, packaged cookies, packaged desserts, were served to sick children. Oh, wow. I was stunned at the number of obese children and adults walking the floors and sitting in the waiting rooms consuming junk food from the vending machines. And when the nurses and doctors were eating the same thing, I had to sit down in shock. In many cases, food corporations make the sale of their products in schools, hospitals, and institutions attractive by offering financial benefits in exchange to get their machines. So we come in as Pepsi, Coke, whoever, and can we put one of the machines in your hospital, which by the way, sorry, this is the pediatric wing of a hospital, but we'll give you a financial incentive to put in here. And they come in and they're already sick and they're consuming more sugar while they're in the waiting room. And what are your thoughts, Jason? Again, I understand the convenience, but man, it's that's a rough place to be. Um, stressed out, it's easy to reach for. I get why they would do that. Um, I'm a, a little surprised that the hospitals would let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to know that that's a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, it's easy to blame other people, but I think at the end of the day, we've got to take some responsibility and shift our mindset a little bit. Yeah. So we're talking about all the problems. Well, what do we do about it? I mean, we just have to make some different decisions. Um, At some point, I got a little angry, you know, the the industries are trying to jerk me around and make me buy their product more and more and not delivering what I actually need. So that changed my mindset a little bit. I would rather skip that meal. I would rather be hungry for a few hours than to grab the easy snack. Um, I feel better. I don't get the sugar rush, but I, I certainly feel better in the long run. Um, and that led me to spend more time teaching the kids how to cook, and that's family bonding time. We have some good memories around that. They're learning by watching. They're learning by doing. Um, so that gives them a little bit of a defense so they don't have to necessarily reach for the sugary treats. Um, and it means they're not watching TV. They're spending time with mm-hmm. Dad and learning how to make 
you know, a steak or some smash burgers or whatever it is. Um, you know, and it's not always the healthiest thing, but at least they are active and learning and participating in the family. And, um, yeah. So I want to be careful that we're not just, you know, hammering everybody else. It's all their fault. You know, we have to, we have to look inwards and make some changes ourselves. What well, I think that what you just said is so critical. It's really easy to blame these corporations, mm-hmm. right? But at some point, and this is not just health. I mean, there's a lot of things in our society that we, we blame the school system. But, you know, how good are you at a parent at teaching kids at home? Take personal responsibility for your own life. Mm-hmm. You know, Brenda says, become the CEO of your own body. Yeah. And we just, we, it's easy to go, well, it's all their fault because it's right in front of us. Yeah, but you still have the choice not to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Go ahead, Amanda. So, like, just recently, um, my husband went to the hospital because he was having really bad headaches. And a lot of those vending machines are in some hospitals. And so I always will grab a snack. I'll grab a few bottles of water so we're not tempted for anything else, like just set yourself up for those situations. Um, we all know, especially in hospitals, you're going to be there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, grab grab a, a healthy snack. Yeah. Um, at football games, bat, you know, baseball games. Instead of doing the vending machines or the concession stands, make sure you bring pack your own lunch. Jason, I see you brought some notes. You got some thoughts you wrote down for, or just uh, things you're just talking about from the show. Or did you bring some specific thoughts you wanted to share? Oh, I just bring some materials just in case we need. Um, I, I'm looking at this book. It's called The Deflame Diet. Um, it's Dr. Seaman. He was a, he's a DC. Um, and it, it goes along the same theme with it's basically processed foods are causing inflammation in your body and the way you respond. So he's talking about refined sugar, refined, refined grains, um, so the flowers and along with trans fats. And then also one that I'm hearing a lot more about lately are the seed oils, you know, corn oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, peanut oil, all the things that get, we cook in. And a lot of those were just processed waste a long time ago. And we've turned them into oils and found a new way to make income off of, of things we couldn't sell before. Right. And they're certainly not healthy. All those things will keep you inflamed. Your body doesn't know what to do with it, so it sees it as an attack. And and then you know, you do that over and over again. It leads to the chronic problems that we've talked about. You know, one of the things I've talked about in the past is if you get a sunburn, it hurts, don't go back out in the sun. Well, if you're eating these things and it's inflaming your intestines and you've got a red, irritated, painful gut, quit eating that over and over again. It's like going out into the sun when you have a sunburn every day. Um, we need to just get off that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It was, it was uh, about the middle of 2021, and as COVID started happening, we shifted how we were doing our seminars with education. And we thought we were going to do one, a, a seminar, a clinic, where two people come and talk. And then COVID hit again with restrictions. And as things began to relax in 2021, then Ricky, who is on our board of directors and part of the same networking group that Jason and I are with, we said, well, let's go back to what we tried to do last year. So we put together one of our clinics with two speakers. We did it at Honky Tonks. Jason was one of those speakers. And that was where I think I met you the first time was at that, mm-hmm. that clinic. And there was a lot of things you talked about, but you just mentioned inflammation. And I think as someone who, you know, has a medical background along with the the nutrition, would you say that inflammation is probably the source of almost all of our problems? 
for well, many of our problems. Right. It's it's the underlying factor for most of the modern chronic diseases. Okay. Right. So, you know, historically, you know, you fall and break a leg, you get an infection. That could be the end. We're not doing a lot of that now. If you're sitting at a desk job, you're fairly safe from lions and tigers and bears, right? You're not climbing trees and, and falling off cliffs, right? You're not out there doing that kind of thing. It's a different lifestyle. It's a different mm-hmm. lifestyle. So now we have the problem of what we're consuming, what we're exposed to, whether it's you know the stuff in the, the construction materials or the chemicals, or the noise pollution, or whatever the stresses are. But certainly, the food we eat is a big one. Um, And your body's response is inflammation, right? If your house is on fire, you send the fire truck. Um, That doesn't mean the fire truck is the problem, right? right? So we've got to be careful. The body does the best thing it can with the information that it has. There you go. Right? So we just have to give it better information, better input. Well, there was it was during that one seminar, Amanda. And it was again the first time I'd met Jason, and he had some really amazing slides. and And you were talking about trying to control inflammation, and you talked about water. And there's an image that yeah. is stuck in my head from the day you said it. But you want to kind of right, go so over water a, a little bit different. Yeah, uh, water is very important. We've got to drink water, and soda is not water. Tea is not water. Coffee certainly is not water. Um, so Take we want it back. <laughs> Take back the coffee one. Hey, have a coffee in the morning, but then have the same amount of water to rehydrate. Um, coffee is made with water. <laughs> Take it back. And we've had Mickey on the show, so she'll validate what oh, you're yeah, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But you leave my coffee alone. <laughs> you can have your coffee. I'm teasing. Um, so the image you're talking about is staying hydrated. And I, I like to ask people, have you ever tried to flush a toilet without water? You know. How does that go for you? What's it's, left? Yeah, it, it's hard to get the toxins out of your system if there's no water. That's a really, actually, really good way to put it. Right, that image has stuck with me for two and a half years. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> yep. And he had a picture to go with it, so it's really stuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> but but you, you can you, you talk about these toxins that are in your side, your body. Yeah, and you need the water to flush the toxins out. You do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings to mind another image, another idea. Um, Again, things show up in your body to process whatever's there. And, you know, if, if you keep your kitchen clean, you're less likely to get cockroaches or ants that come in and eat whatever mess is left out. So the same thing in your body, right? If you, don't, if you take care of your body, you keep it clean, you eat quality food, you don't have a lot of buildup of negative things, then there's not other things, viruses and bacteria and cancers that come in to clean that up. If it's not available, then there's the, you've, you've got to have fertile soil right. for whatever it is to grow. So right. if, if you tend to your garden appropriately, then you'll get the plants that you want out of it. Yeah, another one of the books that, I don't have it with me, but another one of the books that we have on our website as a resource, the person talked about the fact that the, the cancer, which is typically a tumor, not always, but typically it's a tumor, the cancer is, the, is not the problem. The cancer is just a warning sign. It's a symptom of a deeper problem. And so if your typical Western medicine is to go out and cut the tumor out, you still haven't dealt with the underlying problem. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, you use the radiation to stop the spread of the existing tumor, but then that radiation wakes up other cells, and then you create more problems. And so until you deal with the underlying problem, which is what I think you're saying, Jason, right. is 
But what is the best advice you can give the listeners? How do you deal with the underlying problem before it becomes a bigger problem? The way I would sum it up is eat real food, less of it. (laughs) It's It's, always a simple answer. It really is. It's move more. And and there are a a bunch of fad diets. There are things we get recently. research papers every day, and some of them are conflicting. It's very confusing. The more I learn, the more I read, the more confusing it becomes. Right. So it has, I've, I've simplified it in my mind to eat real food. I, th- I think Michael Pollan uh, puts it pretty succinctly. Eat, eat real food, mostly greens, less of it, something like that. Yeah. But um, r- start learning. I mean, as soon as you start reading, as soon as you start watching the documentaries, Knives Over Forks and Food Inc. and Super Size Me, whatever it is, when you dig in, it's going to open your eyes pretty quickly. You'll come to your own conclusions. But whether you're on a Mediterranean diet or a keto diet or, uh, you know, pick one, it doesn't matter. The thing they all have in common is eat real food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was a... It was before I met Jason, but we had a speaker at one of our other seminars, and he gave it a great example. I'm not trying to get religious on anybody. It's just a story from the Old Testament. But there was this king, and he had leprosy. And, you know, they knew less about medicine back then. But the king turned to his his um, servant that was the messenger, and he said, I want you to go to this one particular man, his name was Naaman, and he was he was the wisest man in the whole area, and I want you to find out how to take care of my leprosy. So he goes, and he comes back, and he tells the king, I want you to go wash yourself in the River Jordan seven times. And you might remember this story mm-hmm. from the Old Testament, right? So the king, he comes back, and the king's like, that's stupid. Like, that's not going to get rid of my leprosy. Go ask him again. And he went back three times to ask this guy what to do, and finally, the king's like, okay, fine, fine, I'll go down. And so he washed himself in the river Jordan, and it went away. Now, there might be some medical reason for it. I don't know. But when I heard this guy use this analogy, I thought, what we're talking about is so simple mm-hmm. that people won't believe us. And yeah. Jason just said it. It's eat real food, maybe a little less of it, and go get some movement. Yeah. And I think my biggest thing is, is it's, not, it's never too late. It's never too late to start eating healthy. It's never too late to start making those right decisions. It's never too late to learn about your diet and about the foods that you're putting in your system or about how, how to cook them properly. It's never too late. It will only benefit you. Well, I know that when Brendan, well, this was an idea in our head, uh, I was 54 at the time and I just turned 60 and I feel better at 60 than I did at 50. Mm-hmm. And all I've done is implement some of the things we talked about. Because we had this idea, which has now become cancer. Yeah. But the idea was let's teach people how to eat real food and get some movement so that they maybe they don't get cancer. Well, I started implementing to my own life, and I feel better at six than I did at 50. That's amazing. Yeah, lots of people say, oh, I'm getting old. It's just it's just getting old. It's, it's not getting old. Right. Right? I, I took some ballroom dance lessons, and there was a woman who was 92 years old. Wow in a full ballroom gown, doing walkover splits with her partner. Her dress was brushing against the ceiling. Really? It is not that you're getting old. It's that you've just abused or run into some hard times. But you can feel better. You can bring that inflammation down. You yeah. can bring your energy up. You can get mental clarity. You can – all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if I give you a box of, of rusty nails and ask you to build the house, you're going to have a hard time doing it. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you got to put the good things in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one last chapter I want to get to before we're out of time, in chapter six in here, it's because who rules the economic roost? That's a very interesting title that for the is. chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Who rules the economic roost? Um, and she says, even if there is no such relationship between the food industry, can still influence the U.S. government in favor of its own interest. So this is where it gets really powerful, is the food industry actually has enough leverage with our government. And so the example she gives is in 2003 which is now 20 years ago, the World Health Organization was concerned about a rising obesity epidemic, and they were recommending that the average individual should limit their sugar consumption to less than 10% of your daily calories. Okay. Okay. This percentage was based on a conclusion of body scientific evidence, the dangers of excess sugars in the human diet. You just talked about what the body does. Nevertheless, the sugar industry unhappy with the limit that was being capped on the sale of its products in the name of health, put pressure on the U.S. government, which subsequently then threatened to withdraw funding from the World Health Organization if they did not change their dietetic guidelines. Mm -hmm. A year later, in 2004, the 1% added sugar recommendation disappeared from the World Health Organization's report. Currently, 20 years later, the average American is now consuming 38% of your daily caloric intake is from processed sugar. And half of that 38% is one product. Really? Soda pop. I'm so glad I took that out of my diet. Yeah, don't drink your calories. Don't drink your calories. Don't drink your calories. Is that a scary statistic, Jason? That is terrifying. (laughs) It's also terrifying that they had enough leverage with our government that our government said, you know what, we're going pr- to protect the industry. We're going to protect Coke. Mm-hmm. We're going to protect yeah. Caps. We're going to protect Nestle. And we're going to tell the World Health Organization to, re- to reduce that number. Yeah. That is terrifying. And that makes me come think that it just comes back down to their wealth. You know, it, sure. it's, a, it's a money thing. I, I don't think we're doing a lot of subsidies for broccoli and cauliflower farmers, but I know... Corn and soy are getting quite a bit of money. Yes. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we can vote with our, our dollars. Yeah. Yep. Amen to that. Well, I do have a story I want to get to, but if, any closing thoughts here, Jason? Um, just the idea that, again, we, we're talking about all the things around and kind of open some eyes, but it comes down to making some personal decisions, whether you need to get angry and I don't want to be pushed around or led around by the nose, or... I can do this because um, everybody can take charge of, of what you eat. Um, I do a lot of my my dieting in the grocery store. I just don't shop in the middle, you know, go around the edges, yep. get the food that either walked or rots, you know, so that it's real food and you know what Ooh, to do with it. That's phrase it. Say that again. <laughs> the food that either was walking or rotting, you know. So, you, don't want, you want it before it rots, but you want it to so be real food. So you want food that walked? Or that potentially will rot. Okay. That's yeah. Really good way. That I like it. About it. <laughs> That's there's, a good there's, phrase. There's probably a prettier way to put it, but it gets <laughs> the point a, across. A, once again, it's those images right, that stick get in my head, stick. Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, everybody listening, everybody who can hear this has the power to change what they're doing. And it really is 
making a decision. Um, and then it becomes a lot easier. It's hard to diet, but once you have some fundamental shifts in what you think about and what's important to you, uh, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah. And you're not going to starve to death if you miss a meal. If you, if you fast for 12 hours, you'll be just fine and mm-hmm. probably be even be good for you. And if you give it just a little bit of time, you, j- even just a few days, you will see and feel a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- those couple days could be hard, though. It's a detox. You're, you're coming off an addiction. Yeah. So keep that in this mind. This is and, true, and, yes. And, and, well, you and, talked about your husband having headaches yeah. as he came off from the sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, we eliminated, we started eliminating the issue, some of the issues, and it made it get worse at first, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but when I switched to my keto diet, um, I started instantly feeling really good. Um, I not only saw results, but I felt them. Yeah, oh, it's nice when you don't feel sluggish when you can sleep at night. Yeah. You, yeah. Total mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Well, we've kind of walked through our listeners through a timeline with getting cancer, and in that timeline, it's now November 2020. Uh, in early 2020, especially with the pandemic was hitting, fundraising was becoming harder and harder for me to figure out how do I just pay the bills. Uh, and so we reached out to Jerry Stevens, some people might know him from the chamber, but he has a company that called ProFund, and it's not a golf tournament. You ask people to pledge you, and then you go to Top Golf and hit golf balls. So the golf balls is a celebration, um, not a golf tournament. And he, he, you could do it with bowling, you could do it with books, you do anything. He just does it with with Top Golf. But then you begin recruiting some people to be part of your your team. And so I'd met this lady. Her name is Jackie Ellerbrock. And she was the manager at the office depot that I would go into. And she says, man, I would love to do that with you. So she joined us. She began doing fundraising herself. And we had a great time hitting golf balls. Ironically, November of 2020. So three years ago was when we hit the golf balls. But at one point, I said, I started asking people, like, what is it about this kicking cancer message that is your why? What's, yeah. what's your why? And so she wrote it down. Oh, okay. And the other thing I find interesting is as I was rereading this for the show, I was trying to do this several weeks earlier. And for a variety of reasons, I couldn't get to it until now. (laughs) But when I read this to you, there's a reason why God wanted this to wait. Okay. And you'll understand here in a second. But uh, so Jackie's why is actually her dad. His name is Manuel Ellerbrock. um, And she said that he was just a a bigger-than-life person to her the whole time growing up. Uh, and as his life passed, as he, as his life went along, she left, they were in Vegas, living in Vegas and she had left, she had come back and she just watched her dad begin to, to change. Something was happening. Um, and she said, we I went on a family vacation in Vegas once a year. We would drive and spend a week. I remember as clear as day, it was the spring of 1994. He did not want to go on vacation. He did not want to drive. He said he was tired. But my father, my sisters, and my mom went anyway. We decided we did not want to disappoint them and cancel the annual trip. I went to see them. We got back. He was slimmer and a little worn. I asked him what was wrong. He said nothing was wrong. Then a year passed. So he's just a, um, he was born in 1927. So he's just a tough old guy. Yeah. Right? Um, He's also Latino. So maybe a little ego was involved there too, right? Um, anyway, after a year, she says, my mom, his wife, finally convinced him to go to the doctor, and there was the dreaded C word. He was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Oh. And one of the worst parts about stomach cancer is it just eats you up from the mm-hmm. inside. Um, she said he just continued to get s- skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. She says, um, for his sake, 
She had gone back to visit him. She says, I kissed him. I told him I loved him for his sake. I told him he would be okay. It would be all right. Just three days later, I'm sorry, just three days after Thanksgiving. So today is two days after Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. That's why it's just a really a bit ironic to me. Yeah, right? it is. Three days after Thanksgiving, November the 27th, which is the day that this will go to podcast. Oh. November the 27th, 1994, he took his last breath in the arms oh. of my mom. Sad. So that's that's why she worked hard to help raise some money. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think Jackie, for what she did to help us that year, was really great. And I told her we'd tell her dad's story for her. Absolutely. I'm glad we got the opportunity to. And it worked out. God made the timing that we could tell it almost exactly after it happened 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. Really quick, for those that want to help or contribute and donate to what you do, how would they go about that? If you go to the website in the top right corner, it just says Donate Now. Mm-hmm. You click that button. You can put in whatever amount you want. We had a very generous $25,000 donation this last year. Oh, wow. So some group down in Albany was watching how we were trying to help Ozzy. Yeah. And then we see this $25,000 donation. Oh, so, my goodness. But you know that's what? amazing. We have one guy every month, 20 bucks every month, 20 bucks every month. Yep. So everything, everything helps. helps. Everything helps. Absolutely. All right. Well, our Jason, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, this is a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me. Our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She can be reached at 503-409-4389 if you guys have any questions about buying or selling a home. And then please keep her in your prayers as well. And we'll be back next week as as the the movement movement continues. continues.